Coming up on the Cliff Notes Podcast Week 1 pregame show, we have a complete recap of the 2021 St. Joseph School District Jamboree. Plus, Central prepares for a new opponent. And Maryville and Blair Oaks lock up at least Summit North High School in a rematch of the 2020 Class 3 State Championship game. All that and much more on the Cliff Notes Podcast Week 1 pregame show. Welcome, everybody, to the Cliff Notes Podcast Week 1 pregame show. I am your host, Clifton Grooms. It is finally upon us. It is week one of the high school football season. I know if I, if you were to rate my energy probably from 1 to 10, it would probably be a 12 right now. It's just that opening night is always the most anticipated. It definitely one of the things here. It's definitely going to go by fast. Once week one gets here, a couple of weeks will go by. We'll already be in week 10 already. That's how quick... The season goes, so definitely um, take it all in, enjoy it. It's going to be a fun ride. We're going all throughout week one, all the way to the state championship game here on the Cliff Nuts Podcast. It's going to be fun and exciting ride, but let's not waste any time here. Let's get things started with a recap of the St. Joseph School District Jamboree. All three cities, schools, city of St. Joseph School District schools, Central, Benton, and Lafayette all played one quarter, 18 possessions apiece. Friday night at Missouri Western State University. Benton and Central were the first quarter. The Cardinals were able to take the lead 6-0 with a strike from Carson Newland to Junior to Junior Denver Doman on a 15-yard touchdown pass. That was the Indians' only score of that quarter. Indians, on one of their final plays of the quarter, were able to score when Stone Wetloffer hit Asher Katakis on a 44-yard strike. That ties the game. That ties the quarter at six. Indians tried going for the win on their final play, but Stone Wetloffer was intercepted by the Cardinals' Bryson Brown to preserve the tie. So on the on, so their only meeting on a football field this year between Benton and Central ends in a 6-6 tie, only one quarter. In the second quarter, it was Northside, Southside, Lafayette, and Benton. Two plays in, Jared Saunders hit Carlo, Carlos Cortez on an eight-yard touchdown run, to, on a touchdown pass, I meant, to go up 6-0. That was set up by Saunders to Xander Mace, 32 yards on a pass there. Lafayette would only score one more time on the final 16 plays as Saunders would hook up with Cortez again, this time on a seven-yard score. That would put the Irish up 12-0 when Benton would go on the offense. The Irish were able to get a shutout, though, but Benton was able to move the ball in spurts and able to get a couple first downs in that quarter, but the Cardinals still ended up falling short in the Jamboree, 12-0. Now, keep in mind, this does not count against either team's record, so Benton's not 0-1, Lafayette's not 1-0. You're going to have to wait for those bragging rights until week three. And the third and final quarter, Rain cut the quarter short between Central and Lafayette. Indians started off the scoring with a Gabe Fields one-yard touchdown score. Lafayette was able to respond on their offensive drive of the quarter with Saunders' third touchdown of the Jamboree. He threw it to Drew Calloway, the freshman. But unfortunately, Mother Nature got in the way. As some of you guys that were there at Missouri Western the other night, you seen how hard that rain was there. Understandably, had to call off the Jamboree a little bit early. Again, keep in mind, no scores, nothing's in the records books yet. Only only bragging rights for a couple weeks. Like I said, Lafayette will visit Benton week three, and then Lafayette will visit Central week five. We will break down those matchups when the weeks come. So that was the high that was the St. Joseph School District Jamboree. I was able to attend that. So I thought really of 
all three schools had some positives there. I think, you know, all three schools also had some stuff they needed to work on. It's going to be real interesting to see who's able to make adjustments between all three of the city schools when opening day gets here this Friday night. Now, before we take a look at week one of the high school football season, we're going to take a short commercial break, and then we'll break down the city 11-man portion and the MEC portion of the week one high school football schedule. This segment of the Cliff Notes podcast is sponsored by the Maryville Forum Sports Section. The Maryville Forum provides coverage of the Maryville, Platte Valley, Nottoway Valley, Worth County, and Northwest Missouri State football teams each week in print and digital. The Forum is proud to cover all sports for Maryville, Platte Valley, North Nottoway, Northeast Nottoway, Nottoway Valley High Schools, and Northwest Missouri State University. A year-long subscription to the Forum is only $35. Go to MaryvilleForum.com to get yours today. And welcome back to the Cliff Notes Podcast, segment one of the week one pregame show here where we're talking about City of St. Joseph 11-man football teams and the Midland Empire Conference. I probably should have said there on that last little bit there that Lafayette did unofficially win the Jamboree with a 1-0 and 1 record. Central was able to have a 0-0 and 2 record while Benton was able to go 0-1 and 1. Those were the Jamboree standings there. Now let's get into the real stuff here. Week 1, City of St. Joseph football schedule. We're going to start off with the biggest school in the city. That's the Central Indians. Now they were originally scheduled to play Ruskin this week, but Ruskin had to back out of the game due to COVID protocols on Monday. And on that same announcement there, Central was able to find another opponent in Fort Osage. So the Indians will be traveling to Independence to take on a very improved Fort Osage team. Now, we did have the opportunity to talk with head coach Reggie Trotter. We talked about his thoughts on the Jamboree preparation through this week of practice and a little bit of a change-up this week as far as the opponent. Here's our interview with Coach Trotter right now. And we're here on the Cliff Dust Podcast. We are talking City 11-man football. We got the head coach of the biggest school in the city of St. Joseph, Central Indian head coach Reggie Trotter. Coach, welcome back to the podcast. Thank you very much, Clifton. Love being back. Oh, absolutely. I love having you back. Um, Coach, um, last Friday night we had the um, St. Joseph School District Jamboree at Missouri Western. Um, your team was able to come out with um, two ties unofficially in that Jamboree. What were your overall your impressions of your team walking out of that Jamboree? Well, walking out of that Jamboree, I, thought, I think we left some points out there and uh, we gave up a couple, uh, a couple touchdowns that we shouldn't have. You know, it was, it was really good to see some uh, some guys flying around and some guys making plays, but also really good to see that we're not there yet. And it was really good film to watch uh, to let our guys know that there was still a lot of work to be done. Well, Coach, you're going to get an opportunity to get some work done. Uh, before we preview uh, the opponent this week, let's talk about just uh, the beginning of the week. Uh, Monday it was announced that um, Ruskin would be backing out of your guys' game this week. Um, Ruskin gets replaced by Fordo Sage. Um, well, Coach, um, just before we talk about Fort Osage, how was the adjustment been for you and your, your staff and your team this week? Well, you know, it was one of the, the biggest adjustment was honestly the, uh, the weather. You know, we didn't get a chance to, to practice like we wanted to because of the heat. I uh, had to go really early in the morning one morning and uh, first day of school practice. And it was been kind of adjustment, you know, all week, uh, let alone our opponent, you know, and. Uh, there were some things we had practiced the week prior to kind of get us prepared and ready to go for, for Ruskin. But, 
uh, to have to switch gears uh, really put our uh, our brains to the test, and that's something that uh, we were lucky enough and fortunate enough to learn early in the week. So we were able to get some studying done and get some good work in throughout the rest of the week that we're only practicing for one single opponent. Well, Coach, uh, like we just talked about just a second ago, it goes from being Ruskin, now it's Fordo Sage. You're on the road in Independence this Friday night. Um, Coach, just uh, your overall thoughts on Fordo Sage, what you've seen of them, what you've seen of them, and what can we expect from this game on Friday? You know, they were they were turning some uh, some pretty good players. They're the quarterback and a, a running back is really good, and some receivers. Uh, I think they graduated quite a few offensive linemen uh, and a few defensive linemen, but Fordo uh, Sage is, is, you know, annually a really good team, and they're coming off a little bit of a struggle last season. But uh, when you put the film on, I, I really think they look like us, you know. So I think it's going to be a really evenly matched football game, and the, the team that uh, that doesn't turn it over and the team that takes care of the ball the best and, and uh, takes advantage of opportunities is going to win the ball game. Uh, definitely, absolutely, definitely have turnovers and defense and stuff and uh, no penalties or at least uh, as least penalties as possible definitely will win those ball games. So, um, yeah. Coach Trotter, I want to thank you so much for coming on the podcast and um, good luck to you and your boys on Friday night against Fort Osage. I appreciate it. I think it uh, should be a great matchup and hopefully come home 1-0. That was head coach Reggie Trotter of the Central Indians. Now, reminder, Central will not be traveling to Ruskin this week. They will be traveling to Fort Osage if you're looking to go to the Central Road game this week. Another game here at St. Joseph that's going to take place on Friday night is Lincoln College Prep taking on Benton. Now, Lincoln Prep, they've been one of the talented football teams in the Metro over the past couple years. Now, they did graduate some of the heavy hitters on that football team, but they should still be Pretty talented there, so that should be a real interesting game. Bitten coming off the um, Jamboree, so it's going to be real interesting to hear Coach Keaton's thoughts about Lincoln Prep this week and his thoughts on the Jamboree and his defense we talked a lot about during this interview. So here's Coach Keaton and I's interview, and here it is right now. And we're here on the Cliff Notes Podcast. This is the week one pregame show, the city 11-man edition, and we are here with the head coach of the Bitten Cardinals, Kevin Keaton. Is back with us, Coach. How are you? I'm doing good. Today was a little hot at practice, but we got through it. Well, Coach, that's always that's always good. Good to get through it. And um, one, okay, so um, we had the jamboree on Friday night, and um, I thought you guys looked really. I thought you guys looked good for the most part. I thought really the one thing that we had a we had a conversation, and I talked about the defense, just how good that just how good it was from what it maybe could have been in one of those quarters. Um, just take me through your thoughts on the Jamboree on Friday. Well, I, I've left uh, Jamboree's feeling a lot worse than I did Friday night. I liked how we really stiffened our neck a couple times, certainly defensively. Um, and there's a little bit of fight to our kids. But after watching it Saturday with the boys, I felt really good about the direction we're going. We really, really played hard. Um, we had a lot. We had a lot of, of defensive snaps when there was 11 dudes within two yards of the football. The, the pursuit was really good. Uh, the effort was really good. We got gassed a little bit in the second go. Uh, we took 40 snaps. 
had about a three-minute break and then took 40 more snaps. That's a lot of football. I, I liked how our kids responded to that challenge. And absolutely, I, I, I did too, because I, like I said, you know, you got, like I said, you know, you guys allowed six points in two plays. And then you guys came back in that quarter against Lafayette and allowed only six points the final 16 plays of that quarter. So you guys really, you know, that you guys really turned it around there on the defensive end that quarter. And then you guys were able to hold Central to six points. So, like I said, I'm really impressed with your guys' defense, and hopefully that could be a building block for you guys as we get towards the regular season. Well, all those guys on the defensive side are back. Nine of them, nine of them started last year when we got back from quarantine. So uh, it makes sense that we look better defensively. I like the things that are happening at practice right now on, on both sides of the ball. I like the teaching. I love our how our staff is really teaching the game to our kids and, and our kids are responding. That's good. That's good. So uh, coach, let's talk about week one. You guys are opening up for the second year in a row this time at home, I guess Lincoln college prep um, last year, obviously they were really talented. Uh, they still got some talent there, but they lost a few of their big hitters that they had last season. But um, coach, um, just talk about um, your scouting report and what you've seen from Lincoln Prep, the 2021 version. Well, they went toe to toe in their jamboree with two really good uh, Class Three programs, Richmond and Odessa, two top tier Class Team Class Three programs. They're fast. They have the ability at any given time to go to go to the house uh they are dynamic at multiple places across across the board so we have a challenge make no mistake we've got to keep it all in front of us we've got to make them if they're going to score they got to earn it we cannot give up uh a 90 yard to the house or multiple of those so it's it, it'll it will be a challenge. Definitely, I think uh, I, I think it's going to be a really good game. So, uh, Coach Keaton, I want to thank you so much for coming on the podcast once again, boys. The rest of the week in practice, and good luck to you guys on Friday against Lincoln Prep. Thanks, Cliff. That was Bitten Cardinal head coach Kevin Keaton. Now remember, Bitten takes on Lincoln Prep this Friday at Sparks Field. Now, Lafayette, they were originally scheduled to be opening up their 2021 season at home on Saturday at 3 p.m. against Carnahan. But that game is now canceled now due to issues in the Carnahan football program have put that game in cancellation status now. Lafayette is still actively searching for an opponent this Saturday afternoon and we will be posting any updates on the Cliff Notes podcast Twitter account if Lafayette is indeed able to find an opponent. Now, moving on to the rest of the NBC schedule, we got a big one at Lee Summit North this Friday. It is Blair Oaks against Maryville. It is a rematch of the 2020 Class 3 State Championship game. This is actually the fourth year in a row the Falcons and the Spoofhounds have opened up the regular season. Maryville is... Looking for that win against Blair Oaks. This would be a huge win 
for Maryville if they are indeed able to get this win at the beginning of the regular season. Now, the big story, one of the big stories here is going to be the battle of the quarterbacks. Dylan Hare, a junior, the Class 3 Offensive Player of the Year against Connor Drake, who really came into his own last year. I know Matt Webb really preaches everybody do their 1 of 11, but Connor Drake, I think, was a good part of that football team. I know the running game was a big part of that also, so definitely a Coach Webb, you know, really believes in that one one of eleven um, personality, and I really like that there. So Blair Oaks and Maryville, that will be a big one. We did have an opportunity to talk to head coach Matt Webb about this game, though. He talked about his team going to the Jamboree at William Christman. We talked about the big game against Blair Oaks, and we were able to talk about that defense this week. I wasn't able to get to. Here's our interview with head coach Matt Webb right now. And we're here on the Clip Notes Podcast. We are ready for the week one pregame show. We have the head coach of the Maryville Spoopounds back with us, Matt Webb. Coach, how are you doing? Fantastic, Clifton. Thanks for having me. It's uh, an exciting time of year. Get school started, start football season. So um, I'm doing uh, amazing. Absolutely. Well, Coach, uh, we got a little bit of business to take care of here. Um, I know I forgot to show some love to your guys on defense. Last week, we talked a little bit about the offense. We talked about the offensive line, but we forgot to show some love to the defense, which I apologize for. But we're going we're gonna to kick that off right now here, Coach. Um, let's talk about some of those guys on defense. Just run down some of those guys who we're going to see on Friday night when you guys take on Blair Oaks. Well, there's certainly no reason to apologize. Um, you, uh, I, hope you had, uh, don't take, I hope you take this as a compliment, but you're a uh, full media person that all you do is focus on the offensive side of the football. So. Um, that's uh, totally to be expected, um, but um, we've been uh, very proud of uh, our defense over the last last year's year and the, and the tradition we've had of um, um, playing good, sound defense. And, and you ask for individuals, and and um, and I'll give you some names. But um, one of the things we focus on is playing team defense, and um, the kids really understand how the front end, uh, you know, the, the defensive line fits with the linebackers, the linebackers fit the safeties, and the corners have their jobs to do. And and um, really identifying in team defense and what that means. But um, up front, you know, like I said, on the offensive side, when we talked, um, it always starts and ends with our defensive line like it does with our offensive line. So um, Blake Castile is a returning all-conference um, all player um, and was, um, like I said, a, you know, um, a player that, you know, is, is really at the top of his game right now. He plays defensive end for us. Um, Court Watkins is a returning starter for us, a defensive tackle, a young man named Tyler Seamer. Um, as a transition from a, def- a linebacker uh, position last year to a defensive end and, and having some continuity over the summer um, is, has been uh, huge in that. He's, he's playing at a really high level. Um, and then our linebackers, I think, is, is where you're going to see the most um, impact from returning starters. Drew Spires, a returning All-State player, Cooper Lowe and Kyle Stewart um, round out our starters there. But Mason Shervington and, and, and some of those guys have really Played a lot of minutes, played a lot of snaps. There's a lot of experience at the linebacker level, and they do a great job in the run game and the pass game. Um, from a defensive back perspective, you know, we're, uh, we're starting four new defensive backs. We graduated our defensive backfield last year, and, and you know, when you lose players that like Brady Farnham, Matt Goodridge, Connor Weiss, and Caleb Kreisinger, all four of those um, were seniors last year, um, what you need is, is a great tradition and guys to step up. I and mean, we really feel like we've done a great job at that over the summer in developing our defensive backs. And, Caden Steckline, the name you'll hear a lot on offense, but um, he's going to be a, a starter as a, as a safety force. Clay Pritzel's a senior. 
Um, Cameron Jenkins is a, start, uh, a player that's going to be playing corner. And then uh, sophomore Drew Burns um, is really athletic and done a great job picking stuff up. So um, all those guys, I, I feel really confident going into week one, but um, that's our, our defensive outlook. Before we look, before we look ahead to week one, you guys had a jamboree this week. You guys made the trip to William Crispin High School. It was you guys, William Crispin, and Kansas City Center in that jamboree. Up, uh, coach. Up. Uh, what were your impressions of the jamboree? Both of uh, things that you guys did well on, and maybe some things that maybe you guys might need to work on for week one. Well, you know, jamboree is like a dress rehearsal for a play or something. You get uh, you put on uniform. You drive. For us, we drive two hours. Um, we get down there, we play about 12 snaps and uh, turn around and come home. So um, it's like a dress rehearsal. You know, you get to put the uniform on, you get to hit somebody else. You know, at this time of year, it's exciting to kind of you get bored hitting the same guys in practice. So um, it's kind of go, good to go. Now, I really like the teams that we play in our jamboree, William Christman and Kansas City Center. Two really good opponents, two good programs that, you know, we take care of each other and um, do a good job in our jamboree. I like the way, way we operate it. Um, but for us, it's almost like you spend more time on the bus than you do actually playing the game. So um, it's just a little bit of taste of uh, Friday night football. I thought we did well in all in both offense and defense. We did some good things. Uh, we ran the ball well, um, you know, and on defense. I thought we ran the football. We tackled pretty well for, you know, uh, you know, not having, you know, against live competition against some athletic guys. And, um, you know, we didn't give up the deep ball and things like that. So um, there were some things we did good. And, and obviously we need to improve, you know, uh, some situations where we had some penalties that, you know, you know, kind of first time with officials that we need to clean up. And um, so got a lot of those things knocked off. But, um, you know, for me, Jamboree is the key is to come out of it healthy. And that's what we did. So we're ready for week one. I'm definitely glad to hear you guys are healthy because this is going to be a real exciting matchup for week one. You guys have uh, opened up here the, the past several years here with Blair Oaks. Uh, it's a rematch of the 2020 state championship game. It's a rematch of the opening game from last year. Uh, I would call this uh, two of the top teams in class two or class three, whichever class these two are in. This is just a great matchup. Two great head coaches, two great teams here. Um, all great players of um, coach, just your um, scouting report on the Falcons coming up this Friday. Well, they're a dynamic football team um, led by a, um, a first class uh, head coach and Ted LePage. Um, they run a great program that their community is very proud of. Um, and, and they support it very well. Um, their players are, are athletic, they're fast, they're physical, they're all the physical tools that you want, but at the same time, they're great kids. So in a lot of ways, I, I like to think that I, I look in the mirror and say that it's the same thing about our football team. Um, and, and, and there's a lot of mutual respect amongst not only the coaching staffs, but um, the players as well. Those guys develop relationships through the year after playing each other. And um, it's, it's, a, it's a great matchup to have week one. I know both of us are very appreciative of the game. Um, both of us enjoy the competition and the high, high level of competition that it is. Um, you know, I don't really would say it's a rematch. We did play each other for a state championship, but um, there's so many new things on both teams this year. Um, both of us graduated a lot of players. Um, both of us have some key returning spots that are coming back with very good players. I think you start first at the quarterback position. Dylan Hare was the offensive player of the year in class three last year, and he deserved it by every every ounce. There's a lot of great talent in the state of Missouri, but that young man um, certainly led his team to a state championship and did all the things, not only from a physical standpoint, he can throw it, he can run it, he's athletic, he's a dual threat. Everything you want to, you know, throw out there about him as a physical quarterback, but but what he does is he's a leader of their team. 
um, you can tell that their kids respect him and, and um, he's an awesome player. We're going to have our, our hands full of just like anybody else who will play them this year we'll have. Um, but I think as good as they are on offense, I think they're probably better on defense. They're very sound. They're what they do. They tackle well. They're physical. Um, you're not going to surprise them by any means on any type of offensive scheme. They're very well coached. And um, it's going to cause us, you know, to play, to play the best we can to, to be in the ball game in the end and hopefully come out on top. Oh, Coach, I'm very excited about the matchup. I know I'm going to make my way down to Lee Summit North High School this Friday night. It should be a fun game. I'll definitely have a live tweeting coverage there. Uh, once again, you know, two great football teams there, um, two powers. So I'm definitely really excited. I know you guys are really excited. I know both teams are excited to get at it. Well, Coach, I want to thank you so much for coming on the podcast once again. And uh, good luck to you guys this week in practice. And uh, good luck to you guys this Friday night against Blair Oaks. Thanks, Clifton. It's an exciting time of year. I tell you, it's uh, thankful what you do for high school football and everybody listening. Thanks for supporting. Um, let's kick it off and have a great season. Thank you. That was Spoofhound Coach Matt Webb. Thank you so much, Coach, for uh, letting me get the opportunity to interview you to talk about your players. Um, Blair Oaks and Maryville, that's going to be at 7 o'clock at least Summit North High School. You can listen to that game on 97-1 The Ville if you cannot make it out to the stadium. Other non-conference games involving MEC teams include Savannah visiting Excelsior Springs. Now, this was the Savages' opening game of the season last year. Excelsior was able to walk out with a, I think it was a 10 or 11 point victory, if I can remember there, but Excelsior Springs was able to beat Savannah in their opening game of the season. Now, that was last year. This is this year. It's a new year. We had an opportunity to talk to head coach Kevin Kopecki. We got his thoughts on his team's jamboree that they went to in Cameron, the improvements that they made in practice, and a scouting report on the Excelsior Springs Tigers. Here's our interview with Savage coach Kevin Kopecki. And we're here on the Cliff Dutz Podcast. We are still in the first segment of the week one pregame show. We are here with the head coach of the Savannah Savages. Kevin Kopecki is with us. Coach, how are you doing? I'm doing well. How are you, Cliff? I'm doing great, Coach. It was get back in touch with you for our preseason preview. And then um, we're going to go where we kind of left off a little bit. Um, you guys had a jamboree this last weekend in Cameron. Just um, your impressions of your ball club after that, after that jamboree in Cameron. I thought it went really well. Um, this is the first time and I've coached for a long time. As everybody knows, I've never been part of a jamboree. When I coached over on the Kansas side, they didn't have it. I think they allow them now. And in Nebraska, the last place I was, uh, they didn't have, they've never had jamboree. So I didn't really know what I was getting into. Uh, I think it was very beneficial. I really did like the format. The people at Cameron did a good job hosting it. Uh, we played Cameron first, then uh, East Buck and Lawson. And I think our kids competed very well. We played a lot of young kids too. Uh, you know, those 12 plays go pretty quick. And uh, we tried to get everybody in, and uh, everybody, I think, had a good time. And I was very pleased with how our team looked. Well, Coach, I think that was probably a little bit of a taste there. Of uh, Definitely your guys got a little bit of a taste there, what it's like to hit somebody in another jersey. I know we talked about that the last time we talked, too. But, uh, well, Coach, you're going to get an opportunity to hit another team with another jersey for four quarters, and it's going to count in the record books this time. A road trip to Excelsior Springs, uh, where you began your um, – who you began your season with last year, um, Coach? Just your, um, just your thoughts and your scouting report on the 2021 version of Excelsior Springs. Uh, they're a very good football team. You know, they uh, a lot on offense. They really want to just run power football and option game, and you really have to be you know, really sound in your option responsibilities. We have to tackle really well, but they're just they're going to bring it right at the point of attack. A lot of people and the, the running backs run hard, so we got to definitely stop the run. 
And then those type of teams are a little bit scary and they don't throw the ball, but a handful of times, but uh, you can't lull your secondary into sleep. And they think this guy's never going to get a pass thrown to him. And then all of a sudden they don't do their responsibility and coverage. So it's um, you know, not complicated, but you got to make sure your kids are very disciplined in their approach to uh, the defensive side of the ball against Excelsior. Uh, and then what we expect from the front uh, is a three, four front. Uh, they do a good job in the secondary and up front. I think we're going to get a little bit of pressure from them and hopefully our offensive line can handle that. Once I think we show them we can handle that, I think they might back that off a little bit, but uh, I think they're going to bring some heat early and we're going to have to make sure we're up for that challenge too. So like I said, uh, they were a very good opponent last year. Uh, and we came out on the short end of that, and we sure would like to get the win this year. You know, Savannah's had quite a bit of success in, in a, you know, a lot of years, but uh, it's been five years since our program's won the season opener, and that's something we want to uh, kind of get that uh, checked off the list, so to speak, on Friday night. Well, Def, I wish you good luck on that, Coach. I appreciate you for uh, coming on and uh, making some time with me on the podcast here and talking about your uh, football team. And uh, good luck to you guys in practice the rest of the week. And good luck to you guys Friday in Excelsior. Thanks. We appreciate it. Hopefully we get off to a good start. Thank you. Thank you so much, Coach Kevin Kopecki, for letting me for letting me get the chance to interview you and talk about your kids. Definitely Savannah and Excelsior Springs this Friday night. Now, three other non-conference games involving NBC teams are Cameron visiting Kansas City Northeast, Chillicothe will be visiting Marshall, and the defending NBC champion St. Pius X will be on the road at Pembroke Hill. That will round out the City 11-man schedule and the NBC schedule there. So, um... You can always make sure you can follow the Cliff Notes podcast. You can follow us at Cliff Notes underscore pod on Twitter. You can listen to us on Spotify, Apple Music, Google Music, wherever you get your podcasts from. And also, you know, if there's any um, businesses in our local areas that would like to be interested in doing some sponsorship, the Cliff Notes podcast is having some opportunities to do some sponsors, some sponsorships. Definitely inquire about that. You can either DM me or you can email me at cliffnotespodcast at hotmail.com if you want to talk about that. Definitely some opportunities for some sponsorships. There are a lot of exciting new programs coming to the Cliff Notes Podcast. That will wrap up our segment one of the week one pregame show. In segment two, we will talk KCI and GRC football. We'll have interviews with Coach Aaron Fritz of Mead Buchanan, Coach Nathan Powell of Princeton, and we'll talk with Regional Radio KKWK's Chris Ward to break down all the conferences and his game that he's going to be broadcasting this week. And until then, take care, everybody.